everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Steve TPFL. It's Tuesday. It's May 3rd. It is 2022. We have 11 MLB games to talk about here on today's podcast. I am joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, what's happening, my friend? Not too much. Just, just another day. Just more gambling. That's all I've got. That's all you got? Um, yeah, I mean... We'll have to kind of see how Monday shapes up. We're recording um, here night before, like we always do. Have a couple Houston stacks. Um, have a lot of Rasmussen, and I have a lot of Tampa. So the Yankee stacks are dead, and now I just kind of hope the Houston stack. I have a Houston-Tampa stack with Rasmussen and Gollin, so we'll have to kind of see how that shapes up. But anyway... Let's talk some baseball. Moving on to the next slate, like we always do. That's the best thing about daily fantasy and sports betting is new day, new slate. We had 11 games. We get started here with Minnesota at Baltimore. This game currently sitting at a seven total, and the Twins are a 170 favorite. Joe Ryan going up against Bruce Zimmerman. Let's start here with Joe Ryan. I mean, off to a stellar start. You know, he had a I'd say a rough outing his first time out against Seattle, but he actually didn't pitch too bad in that game. Um, he's getting a matchup here going up against Baltimore, 9,500. What are your thoughts here on Ryan? Yeah, my guess is he's going to be one of the chalkier pitchers of the slate, and rightfully so. I mean, he's sitting above a 30% K rate so far on the season going up against Baltimore. Just has a boatload of strikeouts and really not a great lineup overall. Um, Baltimore has been, surprisingly enough, one of the best pitchers ballparks so far this season um not really anything we're used to who knows if that'll hold up i mean overall joe ryan's got a great matchup he's got great stuff he's priced probably about how he should be um the only thing that might keep me away from him is potential ownership yeah definitely um baltimore moved their fences back and it's been super cold so we'll have to see what the summer holds for this ballpark and we'll you know but I think right now, Joe Ryan in this spot, great spot. Bruce Zimmerman on the other side of this um, game. I mean, decent strikeout rate against a team that a lot of strikeouts and a lot of guys that make a lot of contact and walk. Um, He's 6,100. This game has a low total. Could you see yourself using Zimmerman here? Yeah, I definitely don't mind it at 6,100. I mean, it's the price tag that makes things intriguing. He's probably not going to go a bunch over 80 pitches, but there's really not a lot of cheap options on the slate. He's kind of the best of the bunch. Um, Even with a low potential pitch count, he hasn't gotten over 80 yet so far this season. Been sitting right around 75. I can still see him putting up a decent outing here. I mean, yes – Everyone has a platoon split, and he does struggle a decent amount versus righties, and there's probably only going to be three lefties, maybe four lefties in the lineup. I kind of want to see what they end up coming out with. Um, if they platoon out everyone, it definitely gives me a little bit less interest in him. Um, but, I mean, even if they don't put Arias in there, um, I could still see that being kind of a plus because he really doesn't strike out a ton. Overall, not the worst. Again, it's mostly the price tag. There's one guy in the 6K range that I drastically prefer, maybe two guys. But if you really have to go down to the low 6K range, then he's kind of the best of the bunch at 6,400 and below. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I really want to play Michael Pineda 
I don't know what type of pitch count Ryan Yarbrough is going to be on. He threw 59 um, in his last like stint in AAA before getting the clear to pitch here. And then Bryce Wilson, we'll talk about him when we get there, but they said he was going to start last time out. And I think he came in in like the second or third inning and then threw four innings. So anyway, um, I, I think Zimmerman's in play. There's cores on this slate, and, I mean, we're definitely going to want some of those bats, and we'll get there. But Minnesota bats, anything standing out to you here against the lefty? I mean, Zimmerman's not an awful pitcher, but he does give up a decent amount of hard contact to righty. So, I mean, Buxton, always in play. Again, still don't know how this ballpark's going to end up panning out as a pitcher's or a hitter's ballpark. It's definitely not going to be as good as last year. But overall, I think you can – kind of play or plan on playing the power bats. So Buxton is there. Don't mind Correa too much. She's got the platoon split. Ursula, Sanchez, like just the guys with a lot of power, are probably the main bats I want to go with. He's pretty solid versus lefties. So Kepler, even at 3.3K is probably not a guy I want to go with. Blanco has some pop, but not really a bat that I want to pay 4K for. Not against it if you want to round out your stack with him, but Buxton, Correa, Ursula and Sanchez are the main bats I want to go with. And then on the Baltimore side, I mean, I don't mind Cedric Mullins at 4K against Chalky Joe Ryan, but overall, there's a reason that he's pretty chalky here. He should pitch well, and not a ton of these bats stand out to me, even at their price tags. Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't mind Mullins. Uh, Ryan's been giving up a ton of fly balls this season, not a ton of hard contact. So Mullins is the main guy I would go with. Um, if you want to do kind of a hedge stack, not even a hedge stack, if you want to do just a game theory stack going up against Ryan, if he is going to get into the mid-20s, 30% ownership in this spot here, then, I mean, it's the worst things you can do. He gives up power, just strikes out a lot of guys. Um, but really the only bat that semi-stands out here is Mullins and maybe Santander. Ryan struggled a bit so far this season versus lefties only – sitting an 18% K rate versus lefties. So if you want to go with either of them, Santander or Mullins, not the worst idea in the world at the price tags, but you're probably better off just full-on stacking against Chalky, Ryan, or fading. New York Yankees at the Toronto Blue Jays is where we go next. This game currently sitting at an eight total. Pick'em game. Um, it opened as a pick'em game. It looks like Blue Jays minus 135 now. Jamison Tyon against Alec Manoa. Any interest here in Jamison Tyon? No, I mean, he's not going to go very far in the game. He's priced up too much at 7.9K. He's got one of the toughest matchups you can possibly get going up against the Blue Jays. It's in a dome, so the weather isn't really a terrible concern. I have no interest in Tyon. Yeah, I'm probably not playing him in this spot. It's just this team doesn't strike out. There's not a ton of upside facing them and he hasn't thrown more than 85 pitches in a start yet this season so um alec manoa on the other side of this game i mean this is a guy capable of putting up big fantasy days so i think he's someone that is playable in tournaments yeah no it's super interesting today i mean i know i haven't gotten to the game yet but the two top priced guys on the slate which are two of the best pitchers on the slate are both in two of the toughest matchups you can possibly have um so it's a spot where I'm kind of waiting to see where ownership's at. I mean, my guess is Kopech and 
Ryan are going to be the, and Woodruff are going to be the three chalkiest guys um, up at the top. So I could see Manoa using Manoa in tournaments just because he's probably going to come in a little bit low owned with Coors and um, one or two cheap pitchers or one underpriced pitcher and one cheap pitcher. So I don't hate him in tournaments. Again, it's not an easy matchup. Yankees know how to work the count. They don't strike out a huge clip um, outside of one or two bats. So I don't, it's, it's not the right numbers play, but it's the right game theory play, I think. Yeah, I just, I mean, I'm looking at his, his upside here, and I'm just saying there's there's a few guys. I mean, we're going to talk about a few guys that can put up 30-plus fantasy points on this slate, and he's, like, in that conversation today. And, yeah, I mean, I don't really want to go out of my way to play the Yankees bats. He does give up a lot of fly balls to righties, but he is very good at limiting the power to righties. So, I mean, maybe Rizzo as a one-off, but am I really going to one-off Rizzo at 5,500? Probably not. Yeah, it's really the pricing that's kind of just make me entirely off the Yankees. I mean, I know they're a good lineup, but Noah's been great so far this season. Doesn't really give up a ton of home runs. Um, doesn't give up a ton of hard contact. Just not a bad overall pitcher. So I, I just can't see paying 5K for any of the main bets, LeMahieu, Judge, Rizzo, Stanton, or even 4.7K for Donaldson. I mean, if you really want to, maybe Gallo. Um but he really hasn't been great so far this season. I think I'm just out on the Yankees bats. Yeah, and I mean, on the Toronto side, I don't know if I really – I mean, okay, I I will say this. I like Vlad, and I kind of like Bo Bichette because he's a ground ball guy and Tyon is a fly ball guy. So if I'm looking at – potentially playing Bichette and Vlad. All right, well, now I'm looking at Gary L. I'm looking at Springer. I'm looking at potentially stacking three of them. I don't think I five-man stack Toronto here, but I could definitely see three of them. Yeah, I mean, Tyon's a decent pitcher. He's not great. He's not terrible. Um, just kind of average, but he does give up a decent amount of fly balls to both sides of the plate. Gives up a lot more hard contact to righties. So, I mean, Springer, Bichette, Vlad, the three guys that get in the ball ballpark, and then Gary L isn't really a huge strikeout guy versus right-handed pitching, so that's largely negated with tie-on. So I'm I'm kind of with the top four bats here. Um, all of them have pop. Tyon being a fly ball, hard contact guy, they they kind of stand out as decent plays. But the price tag's the problem. But really, 5.3, 5K, and 5.4 for the top three of the order makes a decent pivot off of course. All right, we got... Angels at Red Sox, nine total, eight and a half total most books now. It kind of went down. Um, Angels are 125 favor. We got Noah Syndergaard going up against Michael Waka. Syndergaard, 9,100 here, 88 pitches in his last start. He's been good. He hasn't been great. He hasn't allowed a home run yet. And, I mean, this is Boston, and this lineup is not as scary. It's just... 9,100 for Syndergaard. I just don't know if he has that ceiling yet. Yeah, no, I got scratched from his last start because of an illness, so he should probably be good to go here. Um, Still don't think he's going to be very stretched out. It's been nine days since his 
last outing, so I'm guessing he's not going to get over 90 pitches. 9.1K in a matchup versus the Red Sox. It's not really a spot I want to target him. Um, it's not an easy spot here. Again, like the strikeouts haven't fully been there. The swing strike rate has been pretty solid so far, sitting at almost 13%. So his K rate should be above his 17.3%, but he's not enough good enough to justify his 9.1K price tag, especially when we have Joe Ryan, um, Woodruff, and Rodon and Manoa and everyone else in that same basic price range. Waka on the other side, he's 8,200. There is some strikeouts in this lineup, but again, I just don't know if the upside is necessarily there for him. Pitch count wise, strikeout ceiling wise, there's more strikeouts in this lineup. Don't get me wrong, but I just, I don't think I end up on either one of these pitchers today. Yeah, I'm out on Waka. He's, I mean, 4.5 implied run total going up against him. He's 8,200. It's bad hitters or bad pitchers ballpark here. Um, I don't think he's as good as the numbers have been this season. Might get up to 100 pitches. That's kind of the one saving grace, but more than likely he'll be in the low 90s. So I, I just can't pay that price tag for him on this slate. I'm not running out of my way to stack the Angels, especially like, if Otani is not going to be in the lineup, but it sounds like he might be back. Um, I mean, maybe you look at a Walsh or a Marsh. You could always play Trout and Otani if they're in the lineup. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Angels bets? I kind of like this stack as a pivot off of uh course. I mean, it's only going to be 50 degrees in Boston, but it's still a good hitters ballpark. I mean, we know how good Otani and Trout are, um, but Ward, Pretty solid overall bat. Marsh isn't a bad bat with a platoon split. Rendon, we know how good he is. Like, this is kind of my pivot off of Coors because everyone's probably going to flock more to Coors just because you can get the guys at same or slightly less price tag. I really like the Angel stack today. It's a lot better, I think, if Otani plays. Yeah. The, the yeah, upside that's, that's very, very accurate. As far as the Boston bats go here, I mean, Devers, J.D. Martinez, I I really just don't see myself ending up on the Red Sox here. Yeah, I mean, all the main bats are sitting over 5K or 4.8K and above. Um, Syndergaard's good. Like, even though he's not striking out a ton of guys, he's not getting too much hard contact, and he's getting a ton of ground balls. I just don't see him giving up a massive outing here. So, I... If you want to stack them, that's fine. If you want to use JD at 4,200, that's not a horrible spot. Like Devers, Bogart, Story as one-offs. You can always do that. But overall, this isn't really a very intriguing stack to me. We got Pittsburgh at Detroit. Wilson against Pineda. Seven and a half is what it opened at. It's at eight. Most books, um, some books still have it at seven and a half. 150 favorite here for Detroit. Any interest here in Bryce Wilson? Not really. Um, this has some potential weather issues too. Looks like. I mean, this is. I would be of, shocked if this game plays. Yeah, so would I. And even if it does play, like Wilson is not a good pitcher. Pineda is not a good pitcher and is not going to go that late into the game. Granted, he gets a high strikeout matchup. Like I just don't want anything from this entire game, um, regardless of if it plays or not. I mean, there are some cheap bats, but. This game, probably not going to play, and there's really no good pitchers and no good hitters 
in this spot and considering 55 degree weather. Yeah, I mean, if the weather was okay, so the weather looks really bad on this one, like a lot of rain, but if the weather was okay, I could see playing either one of these pitchers as just a punt pitcher, but I'm not playing either one of these offenses. I mean, you could make an argument for maybe Javi Baez or Meadows or maybe even Vogelbach. Maybe Ben Gamble if he's up towards the top of the order. Oh, and my boy, uh, Brian Reynolds, if he's towards the top of the order. But I don't see myself stacking this game. If the weather even improves, it's going to be super cold. Um, yeah, I, I don't know about this game, Grant. Yeah, like I said, I'm full on out of this entire game regardless. All right, we're going to just keep going. Um, the Battle of the Chicago's. We got... Chicago Cubs going up against the Chicago White Sox in Wrigley. No total in this game. There looks to be a little bit of potential weather, but it's not like it. It doesn't look like it's going to be a lot. But the thing that's really interesting here, and I'll have to, we'll have to like kind of rely on Kevin Roth, is it looks like we're going to have like 18 to 22 mile an hour blowing in wind. Um, we shall see. But if that happens, we got Kopech against Smiley. I mean, Michael Kopech struggled a little bit in his last start against Kansas City. I remember I was on him. He wasn't getting the corners whatsoever. It was so frustrating. Um, I'm going back to the well here if we're going to have massive wind blowing in and Wrigley against this team. Yeah, I mean, you can't, outside of the potential rain, you can't ask for much better weather here. I mean, it's 20-mile-an-hour wind blowing in. It's 45 degrees. This is, the ball's not going to be flying at all. Kopech is a solid overall pitcher. I know he hasn't been great so far this season, still getting stretched out. And like you mentioned, they weren't giving the corners, so that's why he ended up with four walks in the last game. Um, yeah, it's just a, like Cubs, not a bad matchup. Decent strikeouts, and Kopech has great K stuff. So when you consider the weather, this is just a fantastic spot. Suing Roth gives it the go-ahead. Um, he's a great play, but... Like I said, my kind of issue is I think him and Ryan are going to be the two chalk spend-ups on this spot. So, like, all signs point towards Kopech being a great play here with the weather um, matchup. It's just, is it going to be a spot where they actually play the game? And I assume it's going to be, and is it going to be chalky? I assume he's going to be. Drew Smiley on the other side of this game. Here's the thing. I don't want to play Drew Smiley in this game, but with these wins, I don't know if I really want to play the White Sox bats either. I mean, he's not a great lefty, and this team hits left-handed pitching well. And if the wins weren't there, I think we'd be talking about this way more. Um, Talk to me here about Drew Smiley. Yeah, I mean, the big thing Smiley does is he gives up a lot of home runs. He's not going to strike out enough guys to justify his 8.6K price tag. Robert's back, so it's a tough matchup going up against the White Sox now. So I just can't see playing this price tag. He hasn't gotten over 83 pitches the entire year. It was 66 his last time out. I don't expect him to have a long leash in this one. Again, the K numbers aren't there. The only thing he has going for him is great pitcher weather. Um, I just can't see using him in the spot here at 8.6K. If he was 7K, be a little bit different of a scenario because he does give up a lot of bombs, and that's almost entirely relevant here. So I, I just I, – the price tag is what keeps me off of him, and I, I will 
full on fade him today. Any interest in the White Sox bats? Not in this weather. Like, I don't have interest in either bats for either team in this weather. It's just, I mean, if the weather changes, then yeah, you, you can home run hunt with Smiley and you can stack this off. And it's like they're probably too cheap if the weather is for some reason different, but it's not going to be over 50 degrees in all likelihood. And I don't see the wind changing that drastically. So I've, I'm, I'm just out on every bat in this game. All right, we got Cincinnati at Milwaukee. Tyler Molly going up against Brandon Woodruff. Seven total in this game, and the Brewers are a 275 favorite. Any interest here in Tyler Molly? We're sure it's actually him. I just got conflicting things right here. Um, maybe Vladimir Gutierrez. I mean, that's possible. Well, that would explain the um explain the total more i'm trying to figure it out i mean it's um, not like molly's been good this year he hasn't been good this year but he hasn't like his numbers aren't as bad as this is shown i mean he's walking a lot of guys but he's still sitting at 24 percent k rate like his xfip is sitting at four like he's not that much worse than last year all he is is a little bit more wild I mean, I have a lot of interest in Molly if he's playing. I have no interest in Gutierrez probably if he's playing. But I'm trying to just figure that out because this line seems way off if it's Gutierrez. Yeah, it's it looks like it's Gutierrez. Yeah, even at bat is showing um, Molly too, but it, either way. Yeah, I don't know. It makes a pretty big difference for me. Like, I don't – I'm not going to play – Gutierrez, but I'll play Molly. Like Molly at 6.9K. I know he hasn't been great this year, but that's just a cheap price tag on a slate with Coors and not really a lot of cheap pitchers to play. Like there's not really anyone else I want to pay in this price range. And if you want to play it for Coors bats, you kind of have to. So we'll, we'll see what ends up happening. But um, if it's Molly, I have a ton of interest. He's probably going to be one of my highest own players. Uh, Woodruff on the other side, I mean, <laughs> the Reds are one of the worst teams in baseball right now. Uh, this offense just not doing anything. I'd be willing to almost play anybody against the Reds at this point. Um, what are your thoughts on Woodruff? Woodruff is going to be right there with Ryan and Kopech as the highest owned pitchers on the slate. I mean, there's a 2.7 implied total for the Reds. The Reds have been awful. Like, the strikeouts are there. Woodruff has had two bad outings. That's pretty much it. He's overall not been his normal self so far this year, but still getting up close to 100 pitches in every outing. Like, he's got great stuff, and he's got a great matchup, and there's a very low implied run total. Like, for spend-ups, point per dollar, he's probably the top. I know we don't love to look at, like, batting averages and stuff like that, but Cincinnati has the second-lowest batting average in the league. They have like the third lowest WRC plus on there as a team. They have a collective 26% hard hit rate with a 24% uh, strikeout rate to start the season against right-handed pitching. So, I mean, I think Woodruff is a fantastic play. The Reds just, I mean, they're eventually going to get it going. They are like, there's a, there's talent on this Reds team. It's not as good as it's been in the past, but there's talent on this team. And 
I just I mean, I think that Woodruff is in a great spot and I really don't have any interest in the Reds. They are very cheap, but I mean, Joey Votto is hitting 122. Um, he is just, maybe he is a fraud. Yeah, maybe he's just getting old. Who maybe knows, I'm smart. Maybe, maybe. I, I would <laughs> say you are, you are smart, but yeah, I'm not against Woodruff. I'm not playing any, the worst team in baseball. Like just, no, I get they're cheap. And they can make things work. Um, but I don't, I'm not playing them against Woodruff. The other side of this one, um, I mean, I think it matters who's pitching. Gutierrez, I have a lot more interest in the Brewers. If Molly's pitching, I don't mind like Yelich, um, Rowdy Tellis, McCutcheon's under 4K still. And I mean, he's coming off of a, a solid little stretch here, but. I mean, if it's Gutierrez, I have a ton of interest in Milwaukee. Yeah, no, that's that's basically with Molly, like said, pretty much those guys. If it's Gutierrez, then I mean, there's probably going to be a few bombs here. I prefer the lefties, um, Tellas, Yelich, Wong, um, but I'm not going to have any problem with sub 4K McCutcheon, sub 4K Hunter Renfro. I mean, just anyone with power here is in a solid overall spot going up against Gutierrez, but. Yeah, if it's Molly, I'm probably staying away. Seattle at Houston, flexed against Javier. Uh, eight and a half total in this game. The Astros are 160 favorites. Any interest here in Chris Flexen? No, guy doesn't give you any upside. Um, 16% K rate going up against a low strikeout team. Uh, just, just no. Not only that, he gives up a ton of hard contact to both sides of the plate. There's so much power. Altuve is back in this lineup. He adds, like, he takes out, like, Diaz and adds, like, another good bat in this lineup. So, um, no interest for me on Flexen. Christian Javier, 84 pitches finally last time out. Um, had a good start going against Texas. Kind of lost it there at the end. Still worried that he might just not be stretched out enough. Um he has big strikeout upside, but outside of that, like he walks a lot of guys, he gives up a lot of fly balls and a lot of hard contact. So, I mean, he's like the definition of boomer bust. Yeah. I mean, at 6.8 K on this slate, that's kind of what you want. Um, I'm especially if there's no Molly, like I prefer Molly a little bit to him. Uh, but if he's not playing in Gutierrez, then all aboard playing Javier. Um, it's not a great matchup. It's not a terrible matchup. Luckily, Seattle isn't horribly patient. Um, so this is a spot where I think that he's kind of the de facto SP2. Um, happy they got 84 pitches. He's pitched decent so far this season. Um, outside of that Texas start, like in 55 pitches, ended up with 13.9 points. Against Arizona, 53 pitches, ended up with 15.6. Angels ended up with eight and a half with 28 pitches. I mean, I'm not expecting him to get over 90, but with 84 pitches, with his K ability, like I, I, I'm more than happy with that. As far as the Seattle bats go, I mean, they ain't can, cheap. They ain't I, cheap. I know they're expensive again today. I think you can home run hunt here, though. You know, Javier is a guy that gives up a lot of power. You know, maybe looking at like a winker or. I mean, 
Rodriguez at 3,500. I think Rodriguez is probably my favorite of the bunch. He's actually he's starting to warm up. He's one of the top prospects in baseball. He's starting to warm up. Um, maybe I'm looking at Rodriguez at 3,500. Yeah, it's just an interesting spot here. I, this is a spot where I want to wait and see on Male and if ownership on Javier is going to be super high, then this is kind of your stack off of course. I mean, Javier has huge K stuff. Like, but he still walks a ton, gives up a ton of fly balls, gives up a ton of hard contact. So yeah, you can home run hunt here, but you can also just straight up stack, hoping a bunch of guys get on base. He gets super wild. Again, it's one of those spots where just the game theory aspect of it, similar price tag to Coors, almost no ownership with potentially going up against a pitcher on the other side with massive ownership. I the numbers don't look great, but he does give up power and walks a ton. So I could see stacking up the Mariners quite a bit in this spot here if Molly is not on the slate. Uh, Houston, I mean, I love Houston in this spot. They're one of my favorite stacks on the slate. I, I mean, this is just a spot against a guy that doesn't strike anybody out. A team makes a lot of hard contact. I think they're – I mean – yeah, we have cores, but I think if you're not stacking cores, you're looking at Houston here. Yep, another really good pivot off of them, and they have a 4.8 implied run total. Flexing gives up 40-some-odd percent hard contact to righties and still goes with a decent amount of hard contact to lefties. Definitely prefer the righties, so Bregman, Altuve, um, two of the top bats, but I'm not going to argue with Brantley, with Alvarez, with Tucker. Um, Cormick, if he's in there, under 3K is not the worst idea in the world throw in on a stack um i don't play yuli anymore but yeah the power bat power righties with altuve and bregman are by far my two favorites but i'm not going to argue with any of the lefties in this spot here flexing's not an awful pitcher but he the ball's going to be put in play and it's going to be hit harder all right we got st louis at Kansas City taking on the Royals, seven total in this game. The Cardinals, a 120 favorite. We got Hudson against Brad Keller. Any interest here in Dakota Hudson? I mean, probably not at 8.1K. I just don't like – Kansas City's not a good hitting team. Hudson's done decent in his last two outings. I'm probably just staying away, though. Not, not a big strikeout guy. Like, you pretty much just have to hope for run suppression, which could happen, but there's other guys I'd rather end up going with. Yeah, I think he's okay. I don't think he's the greatest option in the world. Um, Kansas City's not a good offense. I actually kind of like Brad Keller in this spot. He's 7,500, and, I mean, he is a guy that is a lot better against righties than he is against lefties, and this is going to be a very – right-handed heavy lineup um and i mean you look at it his start to the season really isn't that terrible and he's pitched well well enough i think um to be okay in this spot so i mean yeah i have some interest here in brad keller i'm just worried about the strikeout upside i mean he's had a few good starts and that's just because he went seven innings um I don't know. I, I understand the thought process and there's a low implied total against him at 3.7. It's going to be under 60 degrees here. Like 
wind's going to be blowing in. Not that it should have much of an effect in Kansas City. But I, I don't know. I, I mean, we might kind of be forced into it considering if, like, Javier is going to be super chalk and Molly's not on the slate because there's really no one else to spend down on outside of one guy we get to later. But even that's not a great option. I'm probably not doing it, but I understand playing him. Yeah, I mean, I think his upside is seven innings with maybe one earned run and a few strikeouts. Yep. And I mean, that'll, if you can get that, that'll get it done. But yeah, I mean, I know, I know if I'm playing Brad Keller, I'm not going to get out and get eight strikeouts in a game. Yeah. So, I mean, there are guys in this range that could potentially do that. Um, you know, like if Molly's on the slate, uh, we talked about Zimmerman for Baltimore. But yeah, I think he's just an option. He's just someone that I'm looking at night before. Um, any interest here in the Cardinals bats? Not really. The weather's not great. Keller, like you said, doesn't give up a whole lot of damage to righties, gives a lot of ground balls. Like if I'm targeting anyone, it's probably O'Neill, Goldschmidt, Arenado, guys that can get the ball up in the air and hit the ball hard, but I don't really want to pay these price tags for him in this bat of hitting weather. Um, Kansas City side, I think Salvador Perez is actually cheap enough to play. He's kind of always in play, but yeah, that price tag of 4500 is just too low. I know Hudson has pretty solid numbers going up against righties. Gets a lot of ground balls, but I mean, Perez could take anyone out of the ballpark. I don't hate that, but I'm probably staying away from everyone else. This is a guy that's very rarely under 5K. Yeah. Well, he also had 40 home runs last year as a catcher. All right. We got Washington going into Colorado, taking on the Rockies. Ten and a half total. Rockies, a 150 favorite. Fetty against Marquez. Any interest here in either one of these pitchers? I don't hate Marquez. Um, I don't like Marquez. I don't hate it. I mean, there's some strikeouts here. I know that they're going to be facing a lot of lefties, but just kind of the way the slate's turning out, if Molly's not on it, then not going to be a ton of options. He can get you 18. Um, but it, it's just just entirely slate dependent on Molly. But if Molly's in there, I'm, I'm fully out on Marquez. I don't have interest in either one of these guys, to be honest. Um, I mean, the Washington Bats, like, I love Soto and Bell. Uh, they're obviously way too cheap. Um, yeah, I don't know why DK's just not pricing, like, they're just not pricing up opposing teams in Coors, and it's infuriating. I don't know, Grant. I really don't know what to tell you because it makes – no sense um yeah i don't know yeah nelson cruz 3700 too cheap soto under 5k in coors is gonna be the ultimate shock today would be my guess bell's far too cheap at 4500 caesar hernandez batting leadoff in coors 3500 like and everyone else in the lineup is super cheap like i don't i don't like franco i don't like rolls i don't like lucius fox but they're cheap. They're under 3K in cores. Just play every single guy that makes the lineup in Washington. You can play him. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the same could be said for Colorado. 
yeah, they're a little bit more expensive, but Fetty's not a great pitcher. Um, this sets up as a good spot for Colorado, too. Yep, yep. Almost a six implied run total here. Um, yeah, Connor Joe, Blackman, Gritchie, everyone. Everyone. I mean, I prefer the top five in the lineup, but Hilliard's cheap. Um, you can go with anyone in this spot here. It's just it's cores. It is what it is. Fetty's not a great pitcher, so this is a solid overall spot for him. All right, we got Tampa Bay at Oakland taking on the Athletics. Uh, Yarbrough against Blackburn in this one. No total in this game. I think the books are kind of waiting to see what we're going to get if we're going to get a pitch count for Ryan Yarbrough. Like I said, he threw 59 pitches in AAA on Thursday. Um, we'll have to see. Like, I I don't think he throws more than 70 pitches in this spot. Yeah, I doubt he even gets there. Yeah, I'd be shocked. But, I mean, the other thing here is, like, as bad as Oakland has been this season, they're not the worst team in baseball against lefties. Um, I mean, they're going to be able to throw quite a bit of righties here up against Yarbrough. Yeah, they can platoon out a whole lot of guys. I don't know. I mean, Yoro is generally not a guy that's going to give you that much upside. And even if gets up to 70 pitches, that's not far off of what he generally was last year. 5,600. Again, if you need someone real cheap, he's there. Um, I don't like it, but Oakland's not good. It's being played in Oakland, 60 degrees there. There's some strikeouts in this lineup. I mean, if, if you can't, if you need to pay down, Go ahead and play him. That's fine. But don't go out of your way to play him. All right. Uh, Blackburn against Tampa. Any interest here in Paul Blackburn? I kind of like him. Um, He's been solid this year. Strikeout stuff hasn't been great. Um, But, like, there's a good enough amount of strikeouts in this lineup or a decent amount of high strikeout bats. Tampa Bay's lineup isn't great. Um, Blackburn gets a lot of ground balls. So I think he can limit the damage. 7,700. Expect almost no ownership on him. Like you mentioned Keller. I think I'd rather go with Blackburn in this range. Yeah, I mean, I think they're basically the same pitcher. Low strikeouts. Yeah, I mean, low strikeouts. Tampa has a little bit more strikeouts in the lineup. Um they're also probably a better lineup, but I mean Blackburn is someone that could pitch well here. Um, I think he's I think he's in play for sure. Yeah. Uh, any interest in the Tampa bats here? Not really. Blackburn just gets so many ground balls. It's not a good ballpark. Like, and I mean, he's just not going to give up fantasy points. Like, he may give up hits. He doesn't walk guys. He may give up pivots, but they're generally not going to leave the ballpark, especially in this weather in this ballpark. So just not really any interest in in the Rays. I don't really have interest in Tampa. I mean, on the Oakland side, I could see playing like uh, Nusi or yeah, Pinder is two K. Holy yeah. crap! I was yeah. looking for him. I was going to say his name. I was just like scrolling down to try to find him, but yeah, Chad Pender is way too cheap. Yeah, Pender's too cheap. Like, yeah, they say 
Piscotti, if he's in the lineup there, not terrible. Like, I don't mind this mini stack as because everyone's cheap. Like, I don't like the, like the ballpark. Yarbaugh is a decent overall pitcher, but I mean, if you're getting Pender and Piscotti, Pender for 2K, Piscotti for 2.5K, like Beth and Court, you can play for 2K. Like, this is a cheap secondary stack that I like just because you can get Pender's a great solo play, Pender's just a great play overall. Um, but you can stack up this team pretty easily and double stack them with someone else and make it pretty solid lineup where you can pay it for pitching. All right, we finish it out with San Francisco, Adelaide taking on the Dodgers. Radon against Urias, six and a half total in this game. The Dodgers opened as like a 160 favorite. It's down to 135 in most books here. A lot of, lot of respect for Carlos Radon. Um, let's talk him first. Any interest here going up against um, the Dodgers? I don't like playing guys against the Dodgers, but Rodon's just been fantastic. Um, just great. I know it's a very tough lineup, but I'm guessing his ownership will be highly suppressed in this one. I really like Carlos Rodon. I mean, guy's just been unreal, striking out everyone. And this is just a spot where it's a super tough offense, but I just don't care. I mean, it's kind of how I feel. Like, I know it's the Dodgers, but I know he's one of a few guys on the slate that can put up 30-plus. And I hope his ownership's down because he's facing the Dodgers. So It will be. People don't want to target even him against Dodgers. It could be a win-win situation. Um, Julio Urias on the other side of this game. Yeah, I mean, he 81 pitches last time out was his most on the season. At 8,400, I just don't know if he has that ceiling. Yeah, I, I, I do. Again, it's it's just the state of the slate here. I mean, let's let's rattle outside of Woodruff. You, you're playing him over Smiley. You're playing him over Waka. You're playing over Hudson. You're playing him over Tyon. Um, you're playing him over Syndergaard. So it's between Woodruff and Urias in this price range. I think, I mean, he got up to... 81 pitches in the last start could potentially push for 90. Um, he's too cheap at 8,400 if he gets to 90 pitches. Low implied total going up against him. Not an awful matchup. I like Elias. Uh, any interest here in the San Francisco? I mean, the San Francisco lineup, looking at the lineup that they're potentially rolling out here, like makes me a little bit more excited for your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they probably aren't going to throw their lefties in there. I, I, yeah, Urias is a solid. Play. I have no real interest in bats from either side of this team. Like, no interest in the Giants. And then against Rodon, do we really want to pay 5.9K for bats, 5.6K for Freeman, 5.7K for Turner, 5.1K for Turner, 5.2K for Muncie? Everyone's over 5K against potentially the best pitcher in the league right now, if not top five. Like I, this is this has a six and a half total for a reason. I have no interest in bats from either side. The only thing that I will say about this before we move on is, if the Dodgers project for like less than three percent ownership each, there's not many times on the season you're going to get the Dodgers under that ownership. Yeah, that is true. But I mean, the problem is, if it was this, I mean. I guess you could throw Molly and Javier in the same lineup. 
and then full stack of them and still make a decent lineup. And then you can play all the chalky value bats because it doesn't matter. Your lineup is so contrarian anyway with the Dodgers stack. Yeah. yeah I suppose you're right. Yeah. I'm yeah. not saying it's going to work, Grant. I'm just saying, like, there's not many times on a season you're going to get the, the Dodgers under 5%. No one's playing them on the slate at these prices. Yeah. yeah, you're definitely right there. And, like, Turner is there now, too? Like, mm-hmm. that's another right-handed bat that they can get against this lefty? I don't know. I might have just talked myself into, like, throwing a Dodger stack out there in the, the $15 tournament tomorrow. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we will get out of here. Uh, under 8,000 to get six or more strikeouts. Who's the cheap pitcher you like to get some Ks today? I don't know if Molly's going to play, so I'll go with Javier. I like that. Um, I mean, I'm going to go Bruce Zimmerman. The more I think about this slate, the more I think he's playable today. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? Uh, Waka. Yeah, I like that one. I think I have to go Drew Smiley. Even in these wins, I worry about him getting over 15. Over 4K to hit a home run, not in cores. Who do you like today? I'm going trapped. All right. I like it. Going, going with the big dog. Um, I'm going to go Jordan Alvarez. I really like Houston today. Give me a hitter under 4K to get two hits. Go minimum price, Chad Pinder. Pinder. (laughs) You're going to take him. Yeah, I mean, it's just ridiculous that he's 2K. I'll go Michael Brantley. They both might be singles, but I like his chances to get two hits today. Uh, Stack to score six or more runs. I'm going Angels. Going Astros. I wonder if anybody was shocked. Uh, any bets standing out to you here night before? Um, let me look. I think I, I don't have any baseball bets night before, but uh, if you want some random basketball bets, um, actually, Royals minus one and a half. Um, you can get it plus 235 over at Bet Rivers. Um, but then outside of that, Brooke Lopez over one and a half blocks at plus 125. Brooke Lopez under 0.5 turnovers at plus 185 over at Caesars. All right. I like it. I'm going to give a two pick power play over there on prize picks. They have some hitters up for tomorrow. Jordan Alvarez over seven fantasy points and Juan Soto over nine fantasy points is my two pick power play today. So some good lines. Yep. I like both of those. So, uh, Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Nope, nope, not anything. Go check how my hockey bets are doing because because now I bet hockey for some reason. Yeah, you, my friend, are a gambler. <laughs> I prefer degenerate. I was trying to be nice. Um, <laughs> Call it what it is. <laughs> it's always good when you like open up. Uh, you're like, oh man, Tampa scored some more runs and it all came from the bottom of the order and you're like, oh, Tampa scored some more runs. Rasmussen finally got a strikeout. That's nice. All right. We're going to get out of here. Hope everyone has an awesome Tuesday. Um, We'll be back tomorrow talking more baseball. Good luck. We'll see you then. Hey, kids.